This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. Today's talk is called Good Versus Evil, and it's I'm going to be getting into things, maybe referencing some stuff about duality in general and, and morality and... Um, you know, basically uh, trying to manipulate cause and effect and understanding the basic sort of binary nature of judgment, which is uh, seemingly relative and whatnot. You know, there's up, down, in, out, forward, backward, good, bad, etc. Um, good versus evil is the basic struggle there, and that's what uh, my talk today is going to be about. But I do want to mention, before we get into that, um, that I have a website uh, called backtobreath.com. Um, please go there and you know let me know how you feel about these things. I do uh, try and answer people if they write in and ask any questions or mention any comments. So uh, I do want to get that a little bit more active. I realized the last couple podcasts I hadn't mentioned uh, my website, and I've just gotten a new name for it. So backtobreath.com. Uh, check it out. There once was an old farmer who lived in a village, and his wealth was made up of a bunch of horses that he had. He had one son to help him work the farm, and one day the fence broke, and all his horses ran free, basically making him lose all his wealth. Uh, His neighbor stops by and says, oh, you know, my goodness, you lost all your horses. That's a really bad thing. And the man, being exceptionally wise, looked at him and said, Maybe. So the next day, it turns out that all the horses that left had found other wild horses, and an entire group twice as large as what he had before came back to his farm. And his son, you know, fenced him in, and he now had double the horses he had before. And so his neighbor looked at that situation and said, Wow, what a great thing. That's so good that that happened. And the farmer basically looks at him and says, Maybe. And so then the son is out trying to tame these horses and the wild horses, the new ones, and he gets bucked off and he breaks a leg. Uh, Basically, the neighbor, again, very nosy neighbor, comes over and says, you know, oh, man, your son, your only worker, broke his leg. How are you going to manage this situation now? That's such a bad thing. And the farmer just says, well, maybe. So then it turns out that the village is going to war and they're taking everyone uh, that's his son's age and they're going off to almost certain death in this war and... It turns out that because the son's leg is broken, he can't go. And so the neighbor obviously comes up and says, you know, what a good thing that your son broke his leg. And again, the guy looks at him and just says, maybe. So that's a uh, an old story that, that illustrates the point that good and bad are really relative to your situation. And they can be relative to some expected outcome that you're hoping for or thinking about. Uh, but a wise person understands that they're not absolutes. They're not real poles that uh, live outside of ourselves. Um, So how would that help us? How would understanding that good and bad are really relative to our situation and potentially not absolute things to run away from and be afraid of, how how does that help us? What does that mean? Um, I would also suggest that maybe after telling that story, you'd say, well, Rob, of course, you know, that doesn't, that makes perfect sense. He just didn't see that that was going to be a better thing later. He didn't see that, uh, you know, the breaking of the leg wasn't really a bad thing. It was a good thing in the end. 
well, maybe there is an end, and um, it's it's not that simple. There's some deep ingrained feelings about good and evil, you know, in us and in our makeup of being human and being self. Uh, let me just say a couple words and see how you feel about them. Osama bin Laden, murder, Hitler, tsunami. Hurricane Katrina. How do those words or ideas, how do they make you feel? Do they make you feel angry? Do they make you feel scared? Do they make you feel like we need to do things better or understand, you know, evil in some way? Uh, I bet they do for a lot of people. And I'm not at all sitting here saying that those things aren't bad or aren't evil. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that we need to understand where good and evil and the judgment of bad comes from where is that born and what's the nature of it so that we're not erroneously running away from things that actually are in the makeup of being because we're not gonna we're not gonna get away from them that way so um, there's that so let me talk for a second about where this comes from and this is where it gets kind of heady and and tough and it actually goes back to Judgment, which seems to be the common theme uh, in all this, it's it's this uh, this birth of self uh, from judgment and separation that we really need to get our head around. And um, I don't think in any of my podcasts yet I've really gotten that very clear for uh, somebody who's new to this this topic and these concepts. So I apologize for that. And maybe that needs to be a whole talk itself. Uh, each time I'll try and hint more at it. But essentially, in the past, we've talked about um, experience and sort of separating away from that experience in judgment and in feeling separate from that. Uh, that's the birth of time, which inherently in time has this push and pull, or carrot and stick, if you will, of uh, avoiding pain and moving toward pleasure. And that starts this treadmill, uh, or is an aspect of that treadmill of time. And that's really what good and bad is. So we, we sit and hope to understand an idea of getting to a better place, of becoming, that inner becoming, into a better situation, away from bad and toward good. And that really, because uh, time is illusionary and that whole sort of treadmill of motion is uh, somewhat illusionary, we we really uh, mess up this whole good and evil thing. And um, I, I don't want to say that good and evil don't exist. They just exist on a level of self that there's more than that. So just like time exists on a certain level, uh, just, you know, good and evil exist on a certain level. Um, I have had emotional and physical pain on such a deep level that I couldn't possibly sit here and say that there is no such thing as bad. But... Uh, we can change our perceptions to what are bad. We can uh, withstand more things and be stronger and be wiser about what are, um, you know, truly sad events and uh, and what are truly, um, you know, not so sad events. So let's let's talk about them now. Um, I keep talking about this treadmill of time and being able to get off it and. I want to show you that that's when, when I'm talking about it, it sounds a lot tougher than it is. Let me give you an example. If you were to 
into your own arm right now and create a little discomfort in your arm, you would see that your natural tendency is to, and please do that. I mean, please actually grab your arm and give it a pinch. Your natural tendency is to sort of wince and immediately naturally get away from that and, and not deal with it. And that would be fantastic if we could actually get away from all pain. But I think what all of humanity has seen is that that's not possible. And so what I'm suggesting is rather than try and win that battle of continually going toward pleasure and away from pain or continually going toward good and away from bad, is actually turning off the treadmill of time and sitting in that feeling and taking away the judgment of it. So you would remove the judgment of good and bad away from that. Now pinch your arm again, and you're not going to like it this time, but just feel it and actually dive into it and try and remove the judgment of bad away from it. So you would pinch, and you just feel the sensation, and you would try and develop the ability, and this is meditation again, try and develop the ability to experience without judgment. So you feel the pinch, and you just feel it. And this too shall pass, and there it is, right? And so in that moment, that is the act of stepping off the treadmill of time, which is that normal push for some type of cause and effect and some type of reaction. And now you're in a place of, you know, uh, evolved maturity where you can actually sit with the pain. Another one, uh, which is just a simple one, if you live where it's cold, you can walk outside and sometimes, you know, it's just hatefully cold. And you're like, man, I'm uncomfortable. This this just sucks. The amount of time or the amount of of your life that you spend allowing that sort of built-up dislike and discomfort is is completely unnecessary. There's way too much of it. You can actually soften and just feel the cold and remove your judgment from the situation. We are capable of that. And so, you know, maybe you're sitting there going, that, that's a big deal, whatever. Well, when we think about it, it doesn't seem like that big a deal. But when you actually go out and do it and start to see the freedom that it affords you and start to see the depth of um, what it can change in your life, uh, it's immeasurable because you start to live your life based not out of some reactionary uh, fear place, but one of basically courage like uh, i can deal with that because this translates to emotional pain physical pain um you know fears uh just across the gamut so that's that's a little example of how we can begin to sort of remove judgment and remove the opinions of good and bad away from a situation and act a little bit more like that farmer who understands that you know maybe that's bad. Let me just experience it. Let me sit in the moment and just see what's going on. And uh, life being amazingly abundant will certainly take care of us. So um, that idea is pretty important. I came into this talk saying that I might mention some things about morality and duality and whatnot. And there's a lot more to say about them. I could do a lot of talks about it. Uh, and this talk already going a little bit uh, past the 11-12 minute mark. I want to start to wrap it up. But I do want to mention that that judgment and that duality, there's a there's a you know dichotomy of good, bad, up, down, in, out, forward, backward, is in the nature of self. We, uh, it's in the nature of judging. Basically that, that on-off switch of 
making a decision about something is at the beginning of it. It obviously gets much more complex. You could say north-south, but Rob, hey, there's east-west as well. Yeah, we can add facets and more judgments about them, but every decision is is at, at its base a thing against two. Um, and then we can add qualities and other facets and dimensions to it. But um, duality and good and evil and uh, all that are integrally related. And it starts with the judgment of self. And, you know, that's an interesting thing. How morality relates is probably really for another talk. I do want to mention that morality is much... It, it's not any more than just our own sort of uh, attempt at understanding cause and effect, which the story about the old farmer kind of explains that you don't really know all the effects, but under scientific scrutiny, you can, when you, uh, at least in the realm of thought, remove all the other aspects of a situation, cause and effect seems to work amazingly. But in day-to-day living, like when your face is cold and you're out in, in the in the weather, uh, cause and effect would tell you, well, you don't have proper clothing, so you need to have had a better cause for a different effect. And there's judgment, and that leaves you feeling, oh, I'm not good enough or whatever. Obviously, that's a little ridiculous, but my point there is, is that in thought, cause and effect makes tons of sense, but in actual being and understanding and being alive, we need to be wise to a different cause and effect and actually where the desire for cause and effect, that motion of time, comes from and understand that we can step off it. So uh, so there's a reason that there's two things. That is basically because the oneness of experience, as soon as we split away, we've said there's a me and then there's not a me. And that is the me-not-me me dichotomy of the world. Um, lastly, rather than tell you uh, my opinions on some of these things, I want to pose a question. Do you think or feel as if understanding good and bad and the push of that, can that change our life, you know, deeply beyond just being cold or feeling a pinch? Can that change our relationships? Can that change how we feel about other cultures and other countries? Can that change how we deal in our personal relationships, I wonder? Um, some food for thought. You guys think about it. Um, lastly, and hopefully quickly, I want to point out some anchors of language. You know, I talked before about beliefs and how I notice in my own life that whenever I even use the word belief, I sort of see that that is something that I don't want to get stuck on. And it doesn't mean that I don't have opinions and don't, you know, aren't, aren't alive and don't have a big old self and a huge ego, but I do uh, notice when I use the word belief. Good and bad can be the same way. So as you use uh, thoughts and language in a way that's, you know, calling other people bad or the situation bad or you wish things could be better or things could be good, uh, that's ways that you can sort of take pause and just look at them quickly and uh, maybe wake up a bit. So that is my talk for today. Please go to backtobreath.com. And let me know how you think about this. Like I said, I'm going to try and get back to everybody who's interested. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for listening. And be kind to one another. Let me turn, turn it up.